Okay, guys, welcome back to the Talking Fit podcast. Thank you so much for bearing with us during our brief hiatus, but we are back. We have a few special announcements, and we kind of want to make this a State of the Union post. We want to just, you know, let you guys know what we've been up to, where we've been, what we've been doing, and uh, update you with a few key important things that are happening outside the photo shoot, which, you know, is still very important because we need to get sexy for it. Well, it's sexier. Pre- pretty much the main thing we've got going on right now. Yeah, it's been... It's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken like some kind of diplomatic way to say it. Yeah, no, it has awful. been fucking awful. Oh my God, I am never doing this again until the next time. Did, did I tell you that? I've got um, Ellie. You know Ellie Thomas? Pinkhead Ellie? Yes, yeah. Yeah, Ellie wants to do a photo shoot now. So oh. she's managed to talk me to doing it with her. Oh, great. So like, I'm, doing it, I'm doing it again. Oh, but I'm going to bulk into this one. Nice. 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 It's going to be great. Um, so yeah, let's just get dive right in. So guys... Where have we been? What have we been doing? Oh, busy as hell. We've still been really active on social media, a little bit yes. more through our Facebook page, so we've been much more regular on that. Um, because we all work just so many hours, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's incredibly difficult to get the three of us in the same room together. So And also we were waiting on confirmation from guests and stuff, yeah. and we got some really good people in the pipeline now, which is amazing to get on board. And um, we'll probably do a follow up with Lee as well after he's in the Invictus Games, which will be really interesting. Um, who else have we got? Uh, we need to get Gavin back on because we need to do part two, uh, looking more into the endocrinology side of training. But also, we have a number of very exciting guests coming. So, we are going to be going to Dublin and we're going to be going on a very, very interesting trip, which is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, we cannot yet, dis- yet disclose the names, but trust me, this is going to be one you want to definitely keep in touch for. This is going to be two or three amazing podcasts, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be really, really cool. If we, if we can pull this off, it's going to be big. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also going to try and get loads more video content with that. So that's going to be good. But um, yeah, we've got a number of really cool PTs that are going to be coming on. So we're going to be talking to Casey, Candice, and Sabrina, who are the... We've been talking about this since day one. Yeah, we I are. know, we actually need to, but we're actually going to be getting them on once they've also finished this photo shoot because we're all doing it together. Um, so basically, once we get them on, we're going to be talking about a huge number of things, um, including what it's like to be badass, strong women who are working in industry, which is primarily saturated with, with Insta thoughts. You can't, you can't say thought, Rogan. What, that hostile over That's there? That's derogatory. Really, though? What's that mean again? That hoe over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? In, a, in an industry in which it is very, I don't want to say biased, but it's, I think, substantially easier to get somewhere in terms of social media yeah. traction if you're willing to compromise certain levels of clothing and professionalism to become yeah. an influencer yeah. and that nothing against if you want to do that and that's your business model and you want to take advantage of your social media marketing Taking at this point cooch, like. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take advantage of what Instagram allows you to do then that's entirely yeah, yeah, your that's business fine. then that's fine you do you but, but it's interesting to talk to women who have made a successful business not doing that no yeah exactly and the thing is the really amazing thing about them is that their entire success I mean don't get me wrong they're very very good PTs although you wouldn't you know be talking to them professionally you know what yeah. I mean because God knows the industry is full of PTs that are absolutely shite and these three are not one of them like they are fantastic but it's more the fact that they've managed to create a real thriving community mm. that is in its in and of itself allowing their business to continue to grow and thrive massive community is a huge part of uh, yeah. of getting the results you want and, and that's one thing that they've got absolutely nailed yeah and that's what's really nice to be in a situation where it's not women telling other women what they should be feeling or doing or looking like as women. Yeah. They're just trying to be the best that they can be in whatever way they define that. 
So Candice and Casey are doing this like huge physique transformation at the moment. But on the other side of it, you've got Sabrina, who has also put an amazing physical transformation in as a way to supplement her um, rehabilitation process. Uh, Sabrina had a unfortunate Achilles rupture, DOS Achilles ruptures, yeah, two of them, which is absolutely grim. But she's trying to get back to being one of the best powerlifters in the world. And that is very, very yeah. contradictory to what the mass representation of quote unquote fitness, uh, female specific fitness in the industry mm -hmm. is. And it's really interesting to see how the three of them as a collective with very, very different goals, you know, manage that expectation with their clients and sort of manage to create this uh, collaborative community around yeah. fitness and strength for women, which is awesome. Yeah. So well, that's going to be an amazing conversation. Yeah, to have that's going to be really, really cool. And if you can't tell, we're really, really excited. I always think with those three as well, like, I mean, it's uh, hopefully what we're trying to create here is, is in an industry full of, Comp we're going to say compromised people I don't mean it like that because not everyone in this misinformed is misinformed for the big part or people who just don't really care they like the idea of being PTs you've got yes. three PTs on that side who genuinely care about all of their clients and it is it's something that is almost a burden at some stages in your career when you mm. genuinely care about all of them so when they, so one of them messages you and you forget to message back and, and you, you feel awful about yeah. it oh god and I think that's something that they've created where they you can see in them that they genuinely care yeah, and that comes across in especially in all their social media content mm. so, so well. Um, on top of that, we've also got friend of the show, James McCarthy, coming in to talk about the yeah. actual scientific um, arguments for and against being a vegan and vegetarian whilst also engaging in weight training. Now, we talk profusely about our opinions on being a vegan or being vegetarian in regards to health, fitness and nutrition. But the fact is, none of us have actually ever been vegan or vegetarian. Hey, I was for four years. Four years? Four, yeah, How did I forget that? I was vegetarian for four years. Oh, was it awful? It, uh, it wasn't so bad at the time. At the time? It's How better. old were you? I was 14. 14 till 18. Oh, you're like rebellious phase. So did you just yeah. eat chips? Like... <laughs> Basically corn. Just oh. everything continuously corn. Well, that's how, yeah. that's how my flour got so good. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Not, yeah, yeah. not the drugs. Yeah. No, better, better than uh, blood doping. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I've heard. I hear Lance Armstrong also says the same thing. But anyway, so we've got James McCarthy coming on because he has actually been both a vegan and a vegetarian and has still managed to be a very high-performing um, athlete and participant in the game of football. and Soccer. Just, soccer. soccer. And, but also he's just a really clued up intelligent dude. There's yeah. no intellectual and or moral or emotional bias here. Yeah. He knows exactly how to get the results that he needs from the diet that makes yeah. sense to him. And we're not here to argue about ethics. If you want to yeah. be vegetarian or vegan for ethical reasons, then you do you, and that's absolutely cool. But it, we want to start talking about what unbiased science says. It's, it's a great conversation with someone who is vegetarian for ethical reasons, talking about why it's not necessarily necessary but how to implement it properly which is which is a conversation which isn't often had mm -hmm. it's either forget vegetarianism is stupid or it's vegetarian is the only way to go to be healthy and you rarely get that argument of someone who is vegetarian saying it's not necessarily healthier but here's how to do it healthily yeah exactly which is great so on top of that, we've also got, still waiting to be confirmed, but uh, Dino has said that he is very, very keen for this. We've got Dino Hodzovic and Bethan Keeble, who will be coming on our podcast. And you may have seen them um, on Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media platform you tend to bias towards as pretty simple principles. Now, the reason why we wanted to get these two on is because we talk about in the fitness industry all the time about how you need to start developing better emotional habits when it comes to your eating, your training, and everything else. But there are very few people actually producing content that is geared towards better 
habit development practice. Seven, uh, pretty Simple Principles is a product that they've launched, a series of workshops, um, amongst other things, that is actively trying to change the way in which we talk about habit formation in the industry. And that's something that I find absolutely fascinating. And I know that there are a lot of our audience out there who they, they get that they what they need to be eating. They mm. get the protein thing. They get the calories. They get the fact that you can't go and just tank 12 Guinness over the course of a day and still be on track. But they go, they don't know how to actually implement these practices yeah. in their daily lives. And as Mike Iswatel once so famously said, your habits will sustain you far longer than willpower. Oh yeah. And I think I was going to say I was going to mention something there. I think it's where it's where our industry is going now because, like you said, for the most part, the industry is consolidated on one thing: the fact that people need to eat probably more protein and less calories to lose weight. For the most part, yeah. We're all pretty conclusive about that. The problem is and where our industry is going now is because there's no argument there. The only argument we have now is how do we actually make our clients stick to it. Yeah. That's all. We've that got, is yeah. the argument. We've now. got the what. We know what to do. It's how to do it. We, oh, I'm dangerous when I say that. I was like, we're like psychologists. No, we're not like psychologists. That's an outrageous thing to say. But it comes down to the psychology of getting your client to stick to their Habit jobs. formation. It is yeah. just habit formation. Which is, which is again, going to be another amazing conversation to have mm. with uh, Dino and Beth. Beth. Yeah, it was going to be great. Uh, we've got another, a couple of other guests that I will be announcing at a later date because I just want to get confirmation from them first regarding dates. But we've got some really, really exciting guests coming on, um, which, as far as I'm concerned, are individuals who are really striving to separate themselves from the minutiae that is currently the fitness industry. Um, because we tend to be, exactly like you said, we're at this stage now where we have, we have the, uh, the what they need to do. Mm. It's very much the how. But as with all things in every, every industry, um, but especially in the fitness industry, the pendulum swings very, very far both ways. On one end, we would had that sort of, you know, golden age of bodybuilding where it was just like lift weights, eat your veggies, eat your meat, do whatever. And then it swung all the way over to this weird millennial stage now where you can't listen to a self-improvement podcast without someone talking about kettlebells, mace swings and going on ayahuasca trips. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's all swap. What fitness podcast are you listening to? Oh, the Onnit podcast. What's an trip? Uh, mate, <laughs> honestly, drug-induced spirit journey. But that's the thing. Like, you listen to I like, did that in a dirty flat in Dublin. <laughs> 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 we should definitely get you to do a podcast on your spirit journey. <laughs> what, it's not like, oh yeah, I was in the sweat lodge with a shaman. <laughs> was it like Derek in a flat? oh absolutely amazing but yeah so those are the things that we got coming up at the moment so we're really really looking forward to that um in other news we are also going to be launching a website that is right we're going to have an official talking fit website on which we are going to start organizing seminars Mm -hmm. and most importantly of all a fat loss fundamentals ebook to help you guys get the most out of your fat loss journey. And we've talked about this so many times where there is so much misinformation out there that people are confused on what they actively need to do, not just at the the top end of what the science says, but but also at that sort of fundamental grassroots level of what is the simplest thing you can do to make fat loss an integrated part of your lifestyle. Because as we've said so many times before, unless it seamlessly meshes with your lifestyle and what you're trying to achieve, you're always gonna hit roadblocks. Mm -hmm. And then it just becomes a case of, are you tough enough to deal with those roadblocks, which most people aren't. God knows we aren't. Like we've had, if, if anything, I've learned from this photo shoot um, prep is the fact that 
I had a plan in place. And if I had not had that plan, and you guys as a support network, I'd have gone well off the rails a long mm. time ago. I would never have got here. I would have given up six weeks ago. Yeah. He, honest to God, like I mean that. Like there was actually a stage where I kept falling off the wagon, and I just thought, just if it wasn't for you probably just would have been like, you're fucking doing it. We have to do it. We yeah. said the three of us would do it. Or that I'd said it on here. Yeah. I, would have, I would have quit. Honest to God, I would have quit six weeks ago because it's fucking hard. I kind of build, again, like as personal trainers, that's one thing that, that's one of the biggest benefits perks we've got is that we hold people accountable. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. personal training works more than anything. Like, mm, yeah, we've yeah. got the knowledge, but mostly we hold people accountable. And I guess as trainers, we don't have that except for this little support net group we've got. Mm. Yeah. You know? So, so having someone there going, oh, fuck, if I don't do this, then I'm going to get my ass kicked mm. by fucking Rogan. And then, yeah, yeah, you do it. Mm. It's the only reason I'm still here two weeks out. I think it's the only reason the podcast the only reason the podcast is still going Rogan <laughs> well no it's the fact that we've held each other no but it's the fact that we've held each other accountable yeah. and it's that whole it, and that accountability piece is so key to every aspect in your life and it is true with fat loss as well because like you said with bigger people it's always very important to get that initial buy in so to make them lose big weight quickly and it's I think it's similar to what's happened here don't get me wrong ours was a little bit slower to start with but once you actually get to that stage where, where we're starting to see reward from it now we all want to be here. Yeah. It's not like at the start where we thought, oh, Rogan's going to be pissed if I cancel. So I just <laughs> went. But there's now I want to be here every time. And it is just, it's just now we don't have to hold each other accountable as much. No. Because yeah. we do it. Mm. Well, that's the thing. Like, you practice accountability enough and then all of a sudden you stop being externally accountable and you become internally accountable. And that's the big thing. Like Everybody starts with external goals. I want to get sexy for this wedding. I need to lose 10 pounds for whatever. But what it also comes down to is just... At the end of the day, you've got to end up getting to the point where you can mentally realize that you're doing it for you. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know, yeah. I, I've, I've been very sort of open-ended about this um, in terms of what I'm going to be doing after the photo shoot. But fundamentally, like, I did this not because we needed marketing footage, because we do. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to grow this and we're going to start putting together a website and products and stuff. I don't want to be relying on stock images. I want you guys to be knowing who you're buying from, which is us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and who you're listening to, because I'll, at the moment, we're just, you know, voices on a microphone. We're not mm-hmm. faces, and that's the thing. We want more people other than the people who know us from the gyms that we work at um, to nice. be listening to us and know who we are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like God knows, I've never prepped for a photo shoot. Like no. I thought, I thought cutting weight for powerlifting was hard. This, yeah. this is shit. So this is one but of the reasons I did was, was was knowing that, like I'd been in the industry uh, uh, coming up to this shoot for four years. I'd never done a, a fitness shoot, and like, like most personal trainers have done that. It's probably mm-hmm. when most personal trainers started. I was like. I've never done that. Like, I don't know what it's like to really diet down to like the low extremes of, of body percent. Like, like it, it's worth finding out because you because that's what your clients are going to have to go through. No, it gives I, us yeah. that extra kind of insight into into yeah. what our clients are dealing with. I regret it every day that I'm doing it, <laughs> <laughs> and I know that at the end of it, I won't regret what I've actually done because it's the first time in years. I never, which is odd coming from someone in the industry. I genuinely don't get me wrong. I never wanted to be big like or fat but i did i never had an interest in getting really really lean and this has given me that incentive because i actually have to stand up in front of people topless i was told the other yeah. day greg that you look gorgeous i told my client who was it greg looks gorgeous i'm not gonna tell you oh, tell me after i'll tell you after. <laughs> Off i need some validation <laughs> <laughs> no but, but, that, but that's the thing you know yeah it's it's weird coming from 
you and I were having this conversation the other day about how you were very much hypertrophy and bodybuilding minded and the way you look at exercise selection oh, and another yeah, from, number of from different every things. perspective. Yeah, whereas I've always come from a performance background. Like that's the thing, like inter and, inter and intramuscular coordination is something that I actively think about in terms of exercise selection. I look at performance. Those are things that really, really matter to me are standalone things, not am I getting stronger so I can grow big legs? Mm-hmm. It's can I get stronger in order to achieve X yeah. outcome? Oh, can I grow big legs to be stronger? Yeah, exactly. And so like Greg, coming from a place of I've always cared about how strong I am and how powerful I am. I've never really cared about how lean I am. It's very weird to come into this, you know, massive out of my comfort zone place where I'm having to define my success and my progress and my, you know, entire training experience on something that is so incredibly alien to me. Yeah. But well, that's where the growth is. I think I think for me now, I don't know about you two as much because I don't know he's that long. Most of my interpersonal skills in group is learnt. And I mean yeah. that in terms of like, I was never good in a group setting, ever. So a lot of it's learnt. This is also something that, it, yeah. it just took me out of my comfort zone and made me better at it. So this is what I, once I started to get good at that, I realized I need to be taken out of my comfort zone to progress in a lot of things. Yeah. And this is one thing that has really, has given me anxiety but taking me out of my comfort zone so that anxiety it's been productive anxiety yeah. it hasn't been one that's shut me down like it, like it can yeah. this is something that's actually taken me so far out of my comfort zone that it's kept me on point most of the time yeah and that's the thing like I was really starting to mentally lose heart with you know the progress that I was making until I put all of my progress focus in the last 90 days together and that was the first time genuinely honest to god I was like holy shit yeah I've done that. That's what nine and kilos looks like. Yeah, but I'd never put myself in the situation where like I had something that I cared about more than my squat being like closer to 200 than it was last week and the week before that and the week before that. Like now I'm actually like, wow, I get it. Like I'm really start, starting to, I'm not as emotionally invested as other like physique athletes or whatever or people who make a living from photo shoots, but I'm at the point where I, I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to see like, I can see a bit more ab. Yeah. I can see my serratus. There's a little, like there's a vein on my quad. Serratus. 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 I think it's serratus. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I'm, just, I'm just arguing. I say serratus. So. <laughs> tomato, tomato, boys. Tomato, tomato. But one, I know we're gonna. We talked about doing a um, basically like an after action report when we finish the photo shoot and talk about the things we could have done differently. Um, but what do you think of the things that just straight off the bat, first thing you would have done differently, Kane? I'd have planned. I'd have planned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. Because mm. I was I, reactive I, the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I kind yeah, mm. same thing. I've been completely reactive. I kind of said, okay, I'll go like I'll go on a pretty low deficit across the weeks, calorie cycle, and then just let that take me up into it. And that's a pretty quick plan. Yeah, <laughs> that is that's like five words on a page. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Back much. to the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> that's me done. Um, <laughs> Once again, proving planning is vital. Plans are useless. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if I could, if I could do it again, what I'd say was okay. First four weeks, let's go into an actual proper cut. Do a like two week diet break, maybe go into a, a little mass because to be fair, I started off pretty lean. I had time to do that. We do just it. what do you mean pretty lean? We want our after photos to look like <laughs> your before photo. Like, come on, man. Um, but yeah, actually have like a dedicated like maybe four week mass and then come back into um, a mini cut and then a small refeed before the show. Like, if if I could lay that out and actually just go through that properly, 
that's what I've done because like you said I've been completely reactive this whole mm. time I set that plan up and then when I wasn't getting lean enough fast enough I went into more of a calorie deficit and when I wasn't getting lean enough fast enough I went more into a calorie deficit and then I was like oh shit I feel fucking tiny I gotta go into a refit and it wasn't it wasn't planned it was just yeah like, I mean mine the has honestly been I just didn't do anything for the first five six weeks I, I gave it was almost too much time for me I need something almost like take 10 weeks would have been probably perfect for me yeah. because I wasted the first I wasted the first six in fact I probably got fatter when I think about it like so then I all, all of a sudden I took a picture of myself again and I was like oh my god how much weight do I actually have to lose now so I have to go on like 1400 calories 1600 calories and like now I am suffering for it because how many kilos are you down now over 10 anyway yeah that's about mad and 20 20 22 pounds in about five weeks yeah since. whereas i've been go- i've lost a kilo less than you but i've been going i was much for- heavier i was much heavier to start with though i was much yeah. fatter to start like. yeah no but but, e- but even then it's like mm. i i i started dieting god it's got to be over 100 days yeah. now because I'd start putting myself into a calorie deficit before the um, concept of photo shoot was even started so I started off at 86 kilos when but when the photo shoot kicked off but when I officially kicked off my like own personal like, weight loss journey um, I was 88 kilos okay. how mad is that 88 and you're now dipping dipping under 80 it's yeah. like 79 my lowest at the moment has been 79 that's mad man yeah which is cool but it's one of those things where like I would have gone harder straight out the gate because I had a plan going into this right from the get-go. And I think in terms of collecting like metrics and data, I've been a bit more on it than the two of you. But that's because but that's because the person I am, like you had you started off leaner, so you had like a bit more flexibility in terms of you the option of like you said, potentially massing into this and doing a little bit more. Whereas for me it's a case of if I don't have that level of um, the level of accountability right from the get-go to myself, then it will all just fall off the wagon. Yeah. What I would have done is I would have gone so much harder right from the get-go and had more structured diet breaks. So actually be able to go, right, I am going to have a week off yeah. at maintenance. I never did that. I just had a series of events that I knew were going to be planned, like my mum's birthday or stuff like that. Yeah. And treated those as refeed days. But ultimately, like we've spoken about this before, and I don't know why I never, I didn't factor this in from the get-go, is the fact that, you know, uh, glycogen reuptake is, you know, not just a 24-hour process. Yeah, yeah. You so, take three or four days. Yeah, exactly. So it's a case of I should have gone harder into, well, gone to a strict calorie deficit right from the get-go, probably around the 2-2 mark, if I'm completely honest, rather yeah. than 2-6, then 2-4, now 200. Like, so I, 2, like I was um, like, I am really bad for doing this. Like, like, you'll do a calorie calculation on something and it'll say, oh, you need 2,700 calories to cut. And I'm like, nah, I need 3,000 to cut. And then I don't cut as fast as I probably should. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I completely like just think I know better than maths. Maths. <laughs> yeah, like, you're trying to YOLO physics. Yeah, like, in a weird way, I'm just looking now, I'm actually shaking. And I'm so hungry. I'm actually, I've had 250 calories today. Fucking hell. So I won't eat till half three. And I'm bitching about being on 2,000. Like I am, I feel like shit on 2,000. Like honest to God, I am, like I'm not sleeping properly. Oh really? Like, it's starting to affect my sleep now. But, but the thing is like, before people start kicking off and going, oh, you guys are doing something that is so unhealthy because I've been, it just seems like I can't talk to anyone about this other than you two and without someone going, oh, isn't that just really unhealthy? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it no, is. Yeah, no shit, it's unhealthy, <laughs> but it's for a very artificially short period of time. Yeah. It's like, nobody bats an eye at people like cutting weight for sport 
Yeah. That is so bad for you. Mm, yeah. That is so people bad trying to drop, for like, you. People trying to drop 10 pounds in two days. And the the only... Yeah. With water restriction. Yeah, like, the, the only real data that we've got on uh, long-term metabolic adaption uh, from yo-yo dieting is in weight athletes. Mm. Uh, like I think it's in wrestlers mm. uh, where you know gaining weight, cutting weight, gaining weight, cutting weight does have long-term repercussions on their um, metabolism. That's the only, I think that's, I want to say it's the only data that there is on it conclusively. Mm. Yeah, there was a really interesting study. I will try and dig it out for you. But um, you know hi- what hypogonadism is? Yeah. Yeah. Hy- yeah. yeah. So well, you stop being able to produce testosterone, your own testosterone. Next that's hypo. Hypo. Yeah, that's hypo. Why I hypo. Oh, I yeah, said hypo. Sorry. Yeah, no, hi- yeah. So gotcha. hy- hypogonadism. Ne- like hypergonadism. Uh, that sounds amazing. In, in, <laughs> no, but in the just point, massive testicles. <laughs> that's elephantitis. Uh, <laughs> walking around with her wheelbarrow size nuts. <laughs> but wrestlers next to soldiers were the demographic that were most likely to contract hypogonadism. Is contract the right word? Well, contract. Develop. Develop. Develop hypogonadism. Yeah. Which I thought was really, really interesting that in terms of like yeah. the amount of stress that they're putting to their body repetitively cutting weight yeah. in such a like stark a stark amount puts them in you know, in context to soldiers. Mm. Like, that's mad. That's mad. Who have multiple stressors. Yeah. Rather yeah. than yeah, yeah. Don't go into wrestling or fight a war. That's what I've got from this. Yeah. But yeah, we've got we we're gonna do a full sort of after action report on things that we would do differently. But it's one we'll of the things have to do homework on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Figure out what you what you what would you do again? What would you? Yeah, I'll, do I, I'll, I will actually go back and start from my original way. I'll actually plan. Yeah. yeah. Fourteen weeks of what I wish I had done. Yeah. The problem for me has always been drink, though. It always is, and it always will be. Like I mean, I can diet well, and I don't fuck up until beer passes my lips, and then I'll have eighteen points. I'm at the uh, mate, I'm at the point now where if I can't track it, I won't eat it. Eighteen points. 18 That's right. That's amazing. <laughs> That wins. <laughs> it was just about that you were like, it's when you said to me, nah man, I'm going to be really, really well behaved when I go to Rome with my wife. Like, I'm not going to drink, going to be really nice and like healthy. And then you came back, you're like, oh my God, I've had 18 pints. I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was they, what, you were like, they, they served it all in steins. What was I meant to do? Mm. Not drink them, Greg. You still have to drink them at the same pace you drink a normal pint. Is that the rule? Mm. The stein. Because mm. it's just bonus pints. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. <laughs> anyway yeah so I mean that's kind of everything that we've got to really talk about because yeah. we've gone through everything um, I can't think of any particular updates any else, anything else that we really need to tell the people other than once again sorry for being quiet for so long but trust me the wait is going to be mm-hmm. worth it we'll keep... we are going to smash it now yeah. and um, I think like our trip to Dublin is going to be a very very interesting one we will obviously put through Instagram story for all of it and oh god yeah document everything it's going to be an amazing trip I mean, what we have got out of this brief hiatus is that we've got way more active on social media so you guys are getting all that you know continuous updates from us just content we're pretty on it with that now mm-hmm. which is good um, so more content there we'll start getting more podcasts out for you guys make sure you know we're actually doing the thing that we are supposed to be doing yes um, and yeah. then uh, yeah just, just just putting together products as well that we eventually want to be putting out as well for you guys so, so more than just you know brief stuff tidbits of information if you want our whole methods then we're going to be putting those down on paper for you guys it's going to be amazing yeah because ultimately we want to be a better service to you guys um, and on to- on that vein there is something that we would like you to do for us so we've had a couple of people who send nudes send nudes <laughs> no don't dudes do not send nudes <laughs> well now you're discriminatory yeah, yeah. okay dudes send nudes <laughs> Greg Foley's Instagram is at shamrot strength <laughs> 
Please send all dick pics to him. Uh, but yeah, so what we would like you guys to do for us, if you can and feel that we deserve it, because I think we do. If you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes, it would really, really help us out. Or on Stitcher, if that is if you're an Android user and that is what you were using. Um, equally, we have had a couple of people who have asked us about the potential of us sorting out a seminar, an actual speaking event that we can organize for you guys regarding the actual application of fat loss and how to make it work in real life. Not just based off what we have been doing as individuals, but what we continue to do with our clients successfully on a day-to-day -day basis. So if that's something you guys would be really interested in, please just drop us, a, drop us a message either on the gram, on Facebook, doesn't really matter where, when, or how, but if it's something that you are interested in, Please just let us know because what we'll look to do is do an in uh, a face to face in person one and also then get that content videoed and then put onto YouTube um, and then get integrated into a website as and when that's going for our members area so you'll be able to get the full thing as part of a subscription series so that is kind of where we're looking at guys if you could leave us those reviews give us your feedback if you have any questions please do send them in but other than that I think we're pretty good to go that's it guys thanks yeah. for uh, sticking with us and. We'll speak soon. We'll speak soon. Yeah. This has been Talking Fit. Thank you for listening.